I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're diving into a round 19 preview for Supercoach. Once again, I am joined by the Whisperer. Welcome back, mate. What's doing? Hello, mate. How are you? All going well, mate. All going well. Brad, I uh, had a pretty good week last week in Supercoach Classic. It's been a grim uh, month or so leading up to it. I managed to score 1,478, so I went up about 1,000 spots. So I'm ranked about... 4,400 now. I sort of thought I'd go up a little bit more, but uh, beggars can't be choosers. How did you go, mate? A couple of monster scores last week. Um, look, I played Saab. I played Tohu. I played SJ. Tried to make up some ground. And the the good work that we did the two weeks beforehand was sort of undone by last week. Got 1250 and, and slid back down. But um, yeah, all about uh, all about preparing for next year, mate. I, I think the board aren't too happy with me. And I might get the sack. Mate, how much did Tohu Harris hurt? The amount of people that sold him and for us that kept him, I was so stoked. I couldn't believe it. I also played Tohu over Angus when I saw the news that Angus was benched. So, um, yeah, great times. Nico Hines with our top score, mate. It was one hell of a performance. Yes. Uh, if you don't own him, it's it's painful to watch every week. And uh, as someone in that boat, it's never, never fun to see Nico turn up. But it'll be interesting to see with the return of uh, number 17 on the bench this week, how he goes. Mate, it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, of course, we're so stoked to see Pappy return. Uh, do, you, do you think he's going to stay on the bench? Do you think he'll start at one? How do you think it's going to play out? I think it's going to turn out like people are worried about Hughes not playing, but I doubt Bellamy plays too many games by not naming Munster and then dropping Hughes. So I could see just Cooper Johns coming out, Hines going to six and, and Pat coming onto one. I've seen the idea of maybe Pat playing that, that roaming role as what he did in, uh, as what the centers did in origin, but I just can't say that personally. I guess my one positive come out of this week, obviously Munster's rested this week. I guess if you're a draft or a classic player, you have got Munster probably will be the last time he, he will be rested. Do you think that's a fair shout? Yeah, I think Bellamy might just be getting the the rest in now for a big run towards finals. Obviously, that minor premiership was is in with is within reach and a pretty big matchup in round twenty to to basically solidify who gets minor premiership. So maybe Bellamy's just getting his trip ready for that. Mate, aren't there some good matchups coming? I think it's round twenty, Penrith, as you just mentioned. I think round twenty one they play the Manly Seagulls as well. So it is going to be a little mini final series before the final series, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to be definitely tested without um, Cleary if he's not back, but they do get Luai back this week, which is a, a huge tick for them. 
Yeah, mate, are you, are you expecting Luai to line up? I know he has been named, but uh, we were expecting him back probably next week or potentially the week after I was hearing. So are you expecting him to show up this week? As a classic owner and someone that's struggling for numbers with all the injuries last week, I certainly hope so. Mate, fingers crossed for you. Let's dive in, uh, mate, to the buys this week. And, uh, mate, a lot of guys that have been traded in this week, A lot of uh, I see it's headlined by Reed Marnie. He seems to be the most popular guy at the moment. What are your thoughts on this move? Yeah, just with how barren the hooker position is, Reed Marty's probably the top option. And that's, that's weird to say, looking now, we, we look back in hindsight and we think Harry Grant, but he's been a little bit of a letdown this year with injuries. Uh, Damien Cook just hasn't fired. Jaden Braley's fallen off a cliff. So I think Reed Money is the, is the top of the food chain. Really like this trade-in. What about Victor Radley, mate? I, I think he'd have to be right up there for me. Mate, you and I touched on him last week. I got a lot of messages um, basically laugh, laughing at the fact that Victor Radley has never been a an overly great super coach performer. But I remember back in preseason that you and I touched on when he plays over 60 minutes, mate, he averages 77. And the last couple of weeks, he's played big minutes and, and got big scores and available at hooker. He was less than 400K when, when you and I got around him. Uh, I think people are crazy not, not to even at least look at him. I think also, mate, a big in this week will be James Tedesco. We know that Victor Radley and him, they're good mates. They play really well off each other. I think it's a big advantage for him. Yeah, definitely. Teddy's one of the best fullbacks to push through the middle uh, in broken play. And I think uh, we saw how good Victor Radley's ball playing was last week. Obviously, you and I both know how good it is. Uh, but for people that maybe weren't watching too closely, uh, that's probably the best part of his game that, that isn't his defense. Mate, let's talk about the next man on that list, Payne Haas. Uh, I mean, is there a better front rower in Supercoach? Is there a better front row in the NRL as well? Uh, absolute superstar, a massive motor. The, the work he gets through week in, week out is phenomenal. And he's looking like he's added a, a new string to his bow with that ball playing. Um, last couple of weeks, he's got some nice attacking stats through that. And uh, yeah, Kevin Walters needs Payne Haas in the field and so did the Broncos. And I really like this pick. Uh, I think we spoke on him about two weeks ago when Lodge moved onto the Warriors and TPJ was suspended and, and Haas has just gone from strength to strength. And now that TPJ is off to Penrith, uh, that's definitely the output we're going to see from Haas moving forward, I feel. I think the other thing with Payne Haas that's important at the moment, man, I feel like the Broncos, you know, they, they might not have turned the corner to be a top eight team, but they're not that seller dweller side. They're actually competing in games now, and I think you can see it is bringing the best out of Payne Haas once again. Yeah, I mean, they did lose the Tigers on the weekend, but I think that was a pretty back-and-forth game that the scoreline may not have reflected uh, the true output. I know the Tigers put on a lot of points at the end of the game, but uh, the Broncos, I think they're definitely building towards something. They're clearing out a lot of Deadwood, and, and Ben Icons not mucking around with this new role he's in. Mate, let's talk about Ryan Madison. Obviously, has scored well on the weekend, scored very well. In fact, I had him in my side still, essentially, because I couldn't get him out the last few weeks. Are people chasing last week's points? Is the old Maddo back? Where do you sit on Madison? I think I've put the early crime, Maddo. I think I posted on Facebook that peak 2019 Maddo is back. Uh, two good performances back-to-back. Look like he's playing big minutes. Scored 135 last week in 71 minutes, but also scored 70 um, in 75 minutes last week with a 62 base. So even though the attack did put those scores through the roof, uh, the base was definitely there the week before the buy as well. So I'm really happy with Maddo's output. And I think teams that are looking to sell Tohu, uh, I think Maddo might be a, definitely a good option. Another one here that's on the list, Cam Murray as well, who's finding his ball playing ability. Uh, any one of these guys, but these high upside back rowers or, or lock players, I think yeah, you can't go wrong with them. Number four on our trade-in list, mate, is Tommy Turbo, the juggernaut out of Manly. He returns this week. Um, I don't think you could possibly push back on anyone buying him that doesn't already have him right. I'm just surprised to see him so high in fourth. You would yep. suspect yep. so many teams have him already, but uh, I think you definitely need Turbo for the run home. He is the number one fullback to have. I think the big question is who you're pairing with, though. 
Mate, I think here, you know, a really interesting one at number five is Adam Dwayne. Now, we've seen him move back to 5'8". He was unreal on the weekend. He was sensational. I think it was four or five try assists. Um, I, I really like this play. As much as I haven't been a big fan of Adam Dwayne in the past, he is playing lights-out footy at the moment. I really like this one. And can I ask you this? If you're going to go Adam Dwayne, do you have to go David Nofaluma as well? Uh, Nofo on the cheap, and if, if Dewey's playing on the on the right-hand side, definitely probably handcuff those two, and it'd be a great matchup. I do remember the Guru all preseason bagging Adam Dewey about him and being 5 eighths, but he's been an absolute revelation, hasn't he, for the Tigers? And without him wearing the six, who knows where they'd be. Mate, who knows? They might even be in the top 10 teams. You never know. David Fafita, mate, he's number six on our list here. Most of us brought him in last week. And, uh, I mean, he, he was on about 105 points. Then he got that last try taken off him, which I thought was a fair shout. But he's just too good not to have, isn't he? He was on about 30 up until about the 65th minute. And then uh, the classic David Fafita junk time points at the end really helped him out. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought the game was said and done. I went downstairs to make some dinner. And my phone blew up, um, seeing the Fafita scored. I checked the score. He was on 100 and something, like you said. And then it was taken away from him. I went back and watched the replay. I thought it was a pretty dud call as well. Mate, let's look at uh, trade-in number seven. This will be the last guy we'll talk about. And for me, and I know for you as well, this is puzzling. Uh, Nico Hines coming in at 840K. Why on earth would anyone be buying him this week? We're in round 19, not round nine. Uh, I don't understand the the, the trade in, especially the week that Pap is back. I mean, if you brought him in three or four weeks ago, I could maybe get behind it. Uh, but the fact that Pap's named, named it fullback and it's just a lot of money to be paying for. If you hope that he moves to center, you're paying over 800K for a guy you're maybe hoping moves to center or a guy that's probably going to go back to the bench and play 20 minutes and, and stink up the joint. So yeah, I, this is a move that I hate. I hate this move more than I hate the Jason Saab move a couple of weeks ago and people know how much I dislike that. Mate, even three weeks ago, I'm sorry, like, I think you've missed the ship. Like, I think it was crazy three, three weeks ago. Now, I just I just cannot get my head around what on earth the thinking is here. Uh, obviously, with Pappy named, feels to me a lot, lot like the writing's on the wall. I mean, if he, if he would have scored 60 points last weekend instead of 160, are we having this conversation? Oh, definitely not. I think it's a case of people chasing last week and maybe not understanding um, the, the bigger ripple effect that this is having on, on Melbourne, not... Not so much seeing the 160 score. That's great, but it's going to go back to a 16 in a couple of weeks if he does go back to the bench. Mate, I'm having a look at the most traded out this week. And uh, I'm in the top eight, all guys that are injured. We've got Tohu Harris, obviously a sell with an ACL injury. We won't see him again. AJ is interesting. He's been traded out uh, the second most overall. Is this a guy that you would be looking at keeping? I mean, if you've got Cody Walker, like so many people do, like oh, that's the situation I'm in. I've got to tell you, I'm pretty tempted to hold on to him. If you've got a bunch of trades, I could sort of maybe understand it. The the run home isn't fantastic. They play the Warriors this week, the Dragons next, Parramatta after that, the Titans, and then Penrith and the Roosters in pretty big games in round 23 and 24. So if you're looking to make a run for the finals, I don't know if AJ is going to be the best option for them, but grand final week, he is playing the Dragons at ANZ Stadium. It's a case of if you have trades, I'd probably get him out and then bring him back in um, when he's fit to go. But if you're like myself and you that, that are struggling for trades, it's just a hole for me. Mate, the next two guys, Carl Lawton, obviously a guy that uh, he's injured at the, at the moment, I believe. Sort of sort of going to fall out of favour, though, at the Manly Seagulls, realistically. You've got a heap of back rowers there with Schuster returning. Uh, you got Curtis Sirenen that could walk in at any moment. you got Josh Alloy, as much as he's not an edge player, there's just more and more forwards arriving here. I think that his time's done, isn't it? 
Yeah, Jerbo coming back as well. We'll probably push on Kepi to some some edge role as well. I uh, called Lawton a trap a couple of weeks ago. A lot of people laughed at that because he scored back-to-back 70s, but we looked deeper at the rotation. We can see that even before he was injured, he, he did come off the bench, and I think that was the reality for him. But now he's out injured, definitely a sell. As for the next man, Joseph Sawali, obviously a lot of hype coming into the season. Probably hasn't lived up to it from a Supercoach standpoint. That's totally understandable being only 17, but um, as I've said time and time again, Supercoach doesn't care about your age. Uh, it's more about the output that you can put out, and Sawali hasn't done that, uh, and the injuries probably helped guys sell him. Mate, the next man on the list, Jaden Braley, obviously a guy that absolutely brained it at the start of the season. He has fallen off in the back end. Do you understand people making this trade? Uh- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, sounds like people are drilling holes through my wall, so I do apologize if that comes through. Um, with Jaden Braley, mate, yeah, I think a lot of these trades would be moving on to read money. If we looked at the advanced trade metrics, I think a lot of people would be trading at Braley for money as we touched on in the trade-ins. And mate, I just have a look at the rest of the list. Obviously, injured guys, uh, Bailey Simonson, Holmes, Mitch Moses. Interesting at number nine, Jason Saab. Uh, with Tom Travojevic coming back this week, I find it very strange that people are giving up on him now. I'm going to be playing him this week, so I don't understand the trade out, especially when a lot of people brought him in. They're, I guess they're, they're looking at the scores without Turbo, but we know how poor they are. Uh, but, but I mean, like, you knew that this sort of stuff was coming without Turbo. Now that he is going to be there, it just seems very backwards to me. And I guess it comes down to how many trades you have. But as far as him losing money, I mean, if you've got Jason Saab now, I think there's a good chance you're going to have to run with him at the back end, especially if you've got Tom Travojevic. Averages 65 with Turbo, averages 17 without him. Turbo's back in the side. I don't understand the trade out. Yeah, makes no sense to me, mate. Let's uh, dive into the captains for this week really quickly. Uh, obviously, you've got the Sydney Roosters taking on the Newcastle Knights. So you'll have KP and Teddy going head-to-head there. You've got Nico Hines taking on the Cowboys. Now, Nico Hines obviously been a favourite over the last few weeks for captaincy, especially last week, highest scorer. Is it too much risk for you this week with Pappy sitting on the bench? No, because I still think you'll play big minutes. As I said, in my head, I think it's definitely going to be a, a Pappy and Hines combination, whether it's six and one or, or six and roaming, whatever. Uh, I can definitely get behind Pappy, uh, Hines, the captain. Interesting to see what happens with the goal kicking, though, and who, who takes that. I suspect it probably is Hines until Pappy is back fully fit. Mate, you got Cody Walker taking on the New Zealand Warriors, a team that's no stranger to conceding points. Obviously, without AJ, probably hurts Cody a little bit. With Latrell walking back in, probably hurts Cody as well. You've also got the Manly Seagulls taking on your boys, the West Tigers. You must be nervous. Oh, this is a matchup you've been looking. You've got to have that penciled in for the Supercoach calendar with Turbo back. I'd be skipping Cody and putting all eggs in the Turbo basket, man. I think this would be a bloodbath. Mate, would you consider Turbo as a VC and then could you potentially look at a guy like Jerome Luai against the Tigers? Uh, you've got Sean Johnson against the Bulldogs. He's been going pretty poorly the last few weeks, but we know the sort of caliber that he has. I think this is one of the weeks where I'm not really looking to loop too hard. I think the captain option is pretty clear and it's going to take something pretty miraculous in the earlier games to, to really convince me to loop otherwise. Mate, if you had to say over or under is 150 for Turbo, where are you going? Overs, overs by yeah by, by a comfortable distance. Just the Tigers, even against the Broncos, I conceded twenty four points, and who knows what Manly are going to do. And I mean, mate, the Broncos. Oh, I thought the back end they got un- unlucky that they didn't get on a roll and score more points. Realistically, 
Yeah, there was one try on the right corner there that was uh, pulled up from obstruction. I think that changed momentum a fair bit as well. And um, apart from some pretty bad ball in their own end, I think the Broncos were the better side on the day. Whisperer, mate, thank you for joining us once again. I'll let you get back to your construction site. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No stress at all, brother. We'll talk to you next week. There we go again. See you, mate.